Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, good morning. And this is Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I hope you're having a great rest of your day. And I wanted to come on and talk about trauma blocking. What is it? Well, before I dig into that, let me just tell you that I am not a counselor. I'm not an attorney. I'm just somebody that's been in the trenches. I understand what it's like to have survived an emotional trauma and several, as a matter of fact. So this, I share my story. This is where I do this. I share my story and not only mine, I share stories of others who have, are inspiring or who have empowered and are empowering others. I bring their, their stories to you. And also in addition to that, we don't always know it all. I know I don't. So I do bring in experts, coaches, counselors, therapists, and so on onto the show so they can dig into some pretty deep topics. So let's dig into this. So trauma bonding, what is it? And this one was a hot one for my group, the Survivors Cafe. And uh, it kind of hit, struck a chord with some of the gals there. So what is it? So what does it look like? Be this behavior, first of all, it's a way for us to to block off things. It's kind of numbing. We will go ahead and numb ourselves, block off that pain, overwhelming feelings that we might have because of trauma. So, and it can take the forms of many things. I'm going to kind of dive into that. Let's do that now. So when we have these, it's not something that you do on purpose. Okay. It's not something that you set out to do. This pattern develops in order for you just to protect yourself. Again, our bodies do these marvelous things with protecting ourselves. I heard Mr. Awesome coming up. Uh, these feelings can be so overwhelming. You just don't know what to do with yourself. Once you identify what this experience is, then you can start taking steps forward to heal. Okay. So re-experiencing these feelings or these traumas is a way to help you make sense of them and also a way for you to get help, to help yourself start healing. Now you might want to do that with a counselor, with a therapist, with somebody that's licensed. Maybe it's a clergy member. It's somebody that you trust. It could be just a good friend. Counseling didn't work for me. So that is something that might work for you. And so I encourage you to please just talk to somebody, tell somebody and do this this is like a first step. It's a baby step. Just telling your story. This can actually reduce a lot of the power that these memories hold over you. And even these people, because you might feel that these people are holding you back, that they have a lot of power. And so this is a great way to go ahead and uh, just take away that power from them. Because you may feel, you might be in a place where you feel powerless. You might feel overwhelmed. You could feel um your self-worth just might be very, very low. Now, blocking these experiences, this traumatic experience, this memory, whatever it is that looks like for you, it might not be abuse related at all. It could be a car accident. It could be that you witnessed somebody, maybe a school shooting. It could be that you had a traumatic birth, something of that nature. So any reminders that you have of this trauma, again, this is a survival mechanism that we do into our body. And there could be many. It might not just be this one big trauma. For you, it might be a lot of small ones, but they build up. 
And so they can take the form of many things. So let's talk about what they can take form of, okay? So this could be that you are excessive with your scrolling at social media when you can be doing something more productive, maybe looking for a job, looking for a better job, or perhaps you need to do some housework around the home. You could have, uh, maybe even with your children, you're not spending enough time with the kids because you're playing games, you know, popular games. So you're on there compulsively just scrolling. It's kind of your way to get out of, it's like a fairy tale. And for me, it was porn. That was one thing that I was excessive about and that I kind of fixated at was porn. So I had that addiction where I would look for porn and look at those relationships dynamics online. And I kind of fixated on that because, uh, you know, it, it seemed real or even binging on Hallmark movies that seemed like realness to me. And it what because I wasn't getting that at home. So I know porn's definitely, especially really bad porn is not a very good model for relationships, by the way. Perhaps for you, it's binge drinking, using alcohol, using the drugs, illegal drugs, in order to just numb those feelings. You could be mindlessly eating. Okay, I know this is a big one for me, I would go ahead and eat even if I wasn't hungry. And I this is one that is still one that I fall back on. It's a challenge that I still do encounter if I am feeling low, if I'm feeling sad or depressed. I know I will go binge on carbs or sugar. You know, I'll make some homemade, homemade tortillas and I will eat the whole dozen, even if I'm not hungry. So these are things, even exercising, overly exercising, reaching for a goal. There was one point in time where that's what I would do. I would exercise for hours. And my goal was to become this size. I don't remember what it was now, but it's, I was never satisfied. When I made that goal, I was never satisfied with it. So it was always just all of these were in this wheel. And many of these I did have and still, I still feel that I do wrestle with some of these things. So I also didn't want to be alone. And so I would gravitate to a relationship, even though it was bad for me, it could have been a toxic person, not necessarily that it was an intimate partner. So you might gravitate towards relationships that aren't good for you. Okay, that's just something that you might do. So even you have a hard time breaking up with these people or just ditching them as a friend, I don't want to say ditching them, but you, you need to do like a cord cutting or, or severing that relationship in order to get away. The feeling that you have, you might be feeling that you need to do something. Your hands need to be busy all the time. So you need to constantly have some project or volunteering. You could be, maybe it's work. And so they're asking you to stay over and you just volunteer. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Or your boss just says, hey, you know, we need you for this day. Can you do it? And you're constantly being that yes guy, yes girl, and just doing it no matter what, because you always feel maybe uncomfortable. If you're alone with your own thoughts, if you're alone with yourself, that can be scary, especially when you have toxic feelings, toxic thoughts, when you're healing, it can be very scary. And sometimes you might have that, especially if it's an abusive relationship that you just got out of, or parent, intimate partner, you may have that person's voice in your head. They could be, you know, just mindless chatter in your head that you're useless, you're worthless, you're ugly, you're fat, you're, you're this, you're that, and so on and so on. So keeping yourself busy, scrolling, just volunteering, being that yes person 
is something better than being alone with your thoughts. Even just blast, blasting music all the time or being in a big crowd all the time. Maybe you feel that you need a big crowd constantly and you do that in order just to numb that pain, to stop that chatter that's going on in your head. And you may even decide, well, I'm not going to do meditation because, or you try it and it's just too much for you, okay? Some of that could be overwhelming when you're healing. So just know that you're not alone. I've taken steps forward to doing healing in the very beginning, but I found myself, I didn't like my own thoughts. Some of them were very dark. Some of them were very harming to myself. And so I knew I needed to step back. So I might step away for a few hours. I might step away for a few weeks or even months before I would start doing that healing, whatever it was. Again, compulsive shopping, do you overspend? Are you constantly on the home shopping network? Do you go when you're sad? Do you go and buy new shoes or new this? Or for me, it's chickens, <laughs> chickens and ducks. So do you find that you do need, okay, and gardening stuff too? And maybe it's getting so bad that you're going into debt. Now, I don't do that, but there are some people that they are in very poor debt because they're overexpending, overextending themselves. Now, having poor boundaries, okay? So you're that yes person. Again, I mentioned that just a little bit ago, not having good boundaries. So when a person comes up to you and says, hey, can you volunteer for Girl Scouts? Or we need this brought in for, for Cup Scouts. Can you do that? And you're automatically like there. Or they automatically, people don't even ask you anymore. They just assume that you're going to be Johnny on the spot and have this great craft project for the kids or you know you'll be that Sunday school teacher whatever that is for you. So finding those boundaries for yourself is so vital and important. Now I had I know for me that becoming becoming I'm going to call myself fluffy. I like to think of myself as as fluffy. It's a fluffy girl. So I know that when I overeat I figured out that when I overeat, I would be less attractive to people because in my mind, my ex always put on there that I was fat, but yet at the same time, he would say that I was cheating. And so I would go back and forth. No one's going to want you. It, it was just a very weird merry-go-round. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that. So I know, and even now I do gain weight, so I'm less visible. So I don't attract that unwanted attention or any attention from men. And I know I still do this. So, and this is a way that I use, this is a challenge that I have in order to block any pain, to numb that, to make myself less accessible. So these are things that honestly can be used. I don't know if any of these resonate with you at all. So you may be a person that struggles with that drugs and alcohol, and you've been trying to get sober, but there's something that draws you back into it. Maybe it's a trauma, perhaps it's per the people that you hang out with. Maybe you let them go, but then they come back in your life and you start those destructive patterns again. These can make you feel like overeating for me makes me feel calm. It raises that endorphins in me and it just makes me feel good. It's kind of relaxing. And again, that goes with alcohol. And, and all the other things I've mentioned, and they will make me forget about whatever it is temporarily. It's still going to be there. So it's, it's in a weird way. These are pain relievers for us. And um, so that numbing that pain means I'm free. I am free. I don't have that trauma anymore that I can deal with right now. My brain will just do its own thing. And all of a sudden, these things start becoming necessary. So anytime that I'm struggling with some sort of trauma, some sort of a family drama comes up, I will go eat. 
I'll give myself some cupcakes. I'll make myself a cake. I'll have brownies or something like that. So my weight's been, I'm like a yo-yo. I've been 40 to, I've been lost 40 pounds at one point in time. And then I gained 50, 50. That was it right around COVID. So here I am fluffy, fluffy 50. So that's where I am right now. And I don't mean to make jokes of this because this is very serious, but this is how, that's another way I cope is I make jokes about things. Um, even things that are very, um, might seem very stressful, very, uh, very dark. That's part of my coping is I will go ahead and make jokes. I make light of different things like that. And um, I, you might see me laugh. There's also a point where you might come into your healing and you might laugh. It might not be painful, but you can laugh at certain things that you experience. And I know for some of you, you might be like, woman, what are you talking about? There may come a time where that is very freeing, where you can actually laugh over something that it, it's just so crazy when you think about it now, I'm 12 years out. When I think about different experiences now, it's like, seriously, I had to do this and that? How asinine is that? So using these, these uh, maybe it's a luxury vacation for you, even though you can't afford it. I don't remember what the saying is. If anybody can help me out, you're like on a beer, beer taste with or champagne taste with a beer budget or something like that. So I mean, that's if you're living above your means, again, this is something that you find rewarding, but yet it's you're avoiding that pain. You're avoiding that unhappy time, whatever it is to deliberately block out that pain. So your body will work through it and process it however you need to. But just to address that trauma, that is the first step and examining what it is that you're doing to negatively impact your life really goes a long way. So you might want to jot down these experiences as they happen. You might have that impulse to go ahead and go to eBay or Amazon and order something, but keep a log so you notice, okay, why am I hitting this Amazon button? Why am I why am I bidding on this item? Why am I why is my cart full of Oreos and Chips Ahoy right now? What am I feeling? So I mean take a minute, take a pause and get into the present moment. And why are you feeling this way? Did you get a phone call from a friend and perhaps they're having problems in their relationships and that is triggering you? And so automatically you go ahead and you have a glass of wine, maybe one, two or three. So whatever that is, is just to bring that awareness to yourself so you can start reflecting on what you're doing. Maybe you need to find some way to start that meditation to numb those thoughts that are in your head or that you could tap into those thoughts that are in your head. So in order to stop dealing with it in a negative way, you can start that path to healing. So confronting what, what is happening to you, those patterns, oh, I'm not going to say they're not going to be scary and they're not easy. This healing work is definitely not easy. But finding somebody that is a trauma-informed therapist, finding someone that is um, loving towards you, that is somebody that uh, is, let's say, comforting, that is really great. You just trust this person. Please, I encourage you to find somebody. You really and truly write yourself a love letter. What do you love about yourself? What are great things people say about you? What is something that you do? Maybe you're a great singer and people have told you that. So just start thinking, reinforcing some positive with that rather than reaching for that Snickers. <laughs> I'm making myself hungry. <laughs> Liam, there's no trauma. There's no triggering right now. I'm just getting myself hungry. Um, but what is that for you? 
what does that look like for you? So I hope this helps. And also, again, this is trauma blocking. This is something that is, I honestly had no idea that I was doing until a few years ago, but that there is a name for it. So that's what it is. If this is something that you've been plagued with, let me know. I'd love to hear what you've done in order to cope with it, to deal with it. Or is this your first time recognizing this pattern in yourself? I'd like to know that too. So thank you for tuning in today. I do appreciate it. It is Tuesday. On Tuesdays, I do come on with Teachable Tuesdays, things all related to emotional traumas or abuse. And then also on Sundays, I'm here for Soulful Sundays where we dive into self-care. So this is Melinda. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to listen to this on podcast if you can't listen to the video and take me along with you during your day. Thanks again for tuning in. Love you. Be safe. I hope you have blessings, magic, and miracles throughout.